it's time for the Wrestling Perspective Podcast. I'll call it Thanksgiving. Petey will just call it Thursday because he's Canadian. What's going on, Pete? How's she going, eh? It's going good. So, as I said in that opening like eight seconds ago, to us it's Thanksgiving. You're Canadian. It's just Thursday. Yeah, today is just uh, a Thursday to me. Um, You know, kids are off school and stuff like that. Why? I don't know. Um, (laughs) This has always just been a Thursday to me. Uh, We had our Thanksgiving, you know, our Thanksgiving is your Columbus Day. So, yeah. And then tomorrow, I mean, Americans really extend this. You know, I mean, they should have just made Thanksgiving Wednesday and took off the whole week. I don't don't know. I'm okay with that. Um, Yeah, and you got this whole Black Friday thing. Uh, The the big thing with us Canadians on our Thanksgiving, it's on a Monday, Columbus Day, Mm -hmm. and October, right? On Sunday, we would usually have all the family over and stuff like that because you know who really has to work on uh, Thanksgiving, right? Because, you know, some people have to work on Thanksgiving. Right. And so we would do everything on Sunday because usually everybody has, you know, Sunday off. We'd have our meal and stuff like that. And then Monday, we would drive over to the state side, and then that's when we would do our Christmas shopping because everybody's at work. Like on a – it's a regular Monday or it's a Columbus Day because nobody really has Columbus Day off. And then that's when we would do all our shopping and stuff. So um, a, lot, a lot different for me over here. I'm still trying to get to – even though I've been American for three years and been living over here for a decade, it, it still doesn't – Thanksgiving always feels like the Canadian one is what I usually celebrate still. In a bit of irony, one of my jobs many, many years ago uh, through where I work now, but we won't talk about it. I worked in a part of my department where I would get Canadian Thanksgiving off because my job dealt with suppliers in Canada. So I would get Canadian Thanksgiving off and I would make my wife cook me Thanksgiving dinner on Canadian Thanksgiving. Oh, man, you're double dipping now. I did. Kind of like what I'm doing now. (laughs) Yeah, and and it feels pretty good. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, it, it works well both ways, especially like we live in a border type city. We border Canada, um, you know, being in the Detroit area. And it, it's like a lot of places in Canada, they'll they'll live in Canada. They'll drive over to Detroit because they'll make more money working over here with this healthcare system. And, you know, they'll work over here on Thanksgiving, the other nurses, the time off. And then, you know, vice versa. It's like, hey, you know, will you make sure that you work my Canadian Thanksgiving you know, so I mean, it, wor- it works out pretty well. Uh, living on a border city during Thanksgiving is 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 really beneficial to everybody. So uh, a little bit later in the show, by the way, we have a special segment. First time on audio, you did it many years ago uh, to set it up a little <laughs> bit. It's it's ask Petey's wife. We will do that a little bit later towards the end of the podcast. So hang out for that. Uh, some housekeeping, Petey. You've got some shows December third. You and I. You'll be with Border City Wrestling Wrestling in uh, Belleville, Michigan. We will be doing a live podcast from there. Yeah, this is going to be a big show. I guess there's a there's a whole like a slew of podcast um, you know companies showing up, right? Yep, there's three podcasts total. We are going to be the main event, of course. It's because of me, probably. Yes, definitely because of you. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be great. So we have podcasts going on. We got. Uh, this is the first time, I believe, the first time in seven years that uh, wrestling has been at this venue. Um, I, the last match there was myself versus 
Bobby Roode versus uh, Kenny Anderson, who was Ken Kennedy. And I want to say, like, I don't know if it was uh, – who was the fourth competitor? Like maybe a James Storm or something like that. And Bobby Roode was the – it was primetime wrestling at the time because primetime wrestling was affiliated with Border City Wrestling. They would run, like, back-to-back shows, like Saturday, Sunday. And uh, they'd use a lot of the same talent, the same wrestlers. And yeah, it was an elimination match, and then we knew it was going to be the last show that we would have there for primetime wrestling. And the the promoter at the time, the work with Scott Demore, his name was uh, Dave Martin. He was like, "Hey, I want you to you know win the title and be our last champion." And I'm like, "All right." And and that's the infamous when uh, I've I told this story before when Bobby Roode, uh, I've worked a many 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 times textbook and he's never wanted to do yeah exactly he never wanted to do the canadian destroyer and then he actually talked me into giving it him that day and i'm like why today why now and then after i nailed the destroyer on him it turned out <laughs> awesome and i was like wow and i said to him as i was pinning him I'm like bobby this is awesome and uh he just says textbook as he's looking up at the light you remember that story per liner yes. from him but uh, um, yeah, that's Bobby. Can I tell you? This is the first time we're going to be able to podcast face to face. Oh, this is going to be weird. I, I going to be so weird. I feel like we need to be back to back when we do it, so we don't see each other. Yeah, or we have to be side by side, like like kind of like commentators. Oh yeah, you know, like looking at a, at a wall or something, like maybe looking at people setting up or. Or, or, or whatever, or looking down at notes. We don't, we don't have notes. What, what I, pretend we're looking at notes or something. So it will not be broad. It might, I don't know if it'll be broad. It may be broad because it's in con- conjunction with uh, Podcast Detroit. So I don't know if it'll be recorded live, but we will get a recording. We'll, we'll throw it up here. Uh, but we will be representing Wrestling Inc. and PD and myself. Come out to Belleville, watch PD wrestle, watch the podcast live. Come talk to us afterwards. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I guess if people see, I don't know what time we're recording, what time doors open. We don't know yet. Uh, we have, yeah. I mean, if if people are around, fans or even wrestlers or whatever, and they want to ask a question or just hop, like, I mean, we're gonna be open. I mean, we're gonna be kind of winging it. We usually do. Um, this should be really fun, though. Yeah, we're in. Out of respect for Border City and some of the talent that will be there with the company, it'll probably be less WWE heavy talk that you normally get and more just all around talking about wrestling. Maybe we could even call it our State of the Union wrestling podcast this that week. Oh, that's a good name. Yeah? That, that's really good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. State of the Union podcast. Okay. Great. I like it. That, that, because I, I kept sitting down thinking, I'm like, okay. Uh, you're in Impact. Scott Demore's with Impact. Uh, you know, I think uh, Alberto El Patron will be there. Uh, is, yep. Is uh, is Johnny Impact going to be there? Maybe Johnny Impact, Eli Drake. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how. Like, there's going to be a lot of people there. So I, I feel like it. Then you know, we haven't talked about this, and a lot of what I like to do on the podcast is kind of give people the. The, the the inside baseball and what kind of conversations happen, whether it's between you and the wrestler in the ring or it's me and you. And this is kind of, I feel like, out of respect to the company we're going to keep, we should kind of do a more of a overview, vague wrestling talk. Yeah, I mean, that'd probably be beneficial or, <laughs> you know, we could even, uh, we could do so many things. I mean, we, I, we don't usually have, 
we don't usually run out of things to talk. Yeah. And we never sit down and do a pre-show. No, (laughs) that'd be, no, absolutely not. That'd probably be horrible. It would would probably sound too not authentic, like too scripted if we actually did do that. Yeah, I think you're right. We don't talk about news or nothing. I don't know your point of view. You don't know mine. So let's let's get into some wrestling talk. And being it's Thanksgiving and you're probably going to be listening on driving back from Aunt Martha's house, we're going to keep it light and fun. As we said a little bit later, we have the segment with Petey's wife where – She's going to guess the wrestler. You guys, we did it so you guys can play alone at, along at home with us. I played along too. It was fun. So let's see if you can guess a wrestler. Or even your wife who may not, our sister, brother, whoever's in the car who may not like wrestling. See if they can go along with the, the, the game too. Yeah. And I mean the purpose of this, this is why I really like this. I know people that listen to this podcast um, obviously like, love wrestling. And I think we all have friends that don't watch wrestling or, or for loved ones too, that don't watch wrestling. So this is great to kind of bring the two together and especially it being Thanksgiving too. This is like, it, it, it's great. So I think everybody listening to this podcast can relate to what they're going to hear later on. We, and I'm going to try to get the name, but I did, I didn't want to tell you this until we were recording. Uh, the guys over at wrestling Inc. Uh, sent me a text that said they had a, a Twitter message that said that uh, the Wrestling Perspective podcast is their new favorite wrestling podcast. I'm trying to get the guy's name so we can thank him personally. Yeah, I mean, if you find it out, that'd be great. I mean, I love it when – and it's great too because the more shows I'm doing now, at least – and I'll do autograph sesh, uh, signings before the shows or at intermission or whatever the case may be. And – it happens a lot more now where people are like, Hey PD, I love your podcast. You know, you guys are great. All that kind of stuff. So it's awesome. The support is just, it's great because it's great that I could do something other than wrestle. Even though we're talking about wrestling, it's great that I could do something other than wrestle and entertain the fans. And it kind of, it, it, this I might be talking out of my butt on this one, but does it kind of make you feel like you have life after being in the ring in the wrestling industry. Yeah, because I mean, and and here's the thing. I was talking to Shane Douglas this past weekend when I was working at Dreamer's House of Hardcore, you know, and he's asking about personal life and stuff like that. And I said, yeah, man, I said, you know, my main passion is we got to talk and I just said, man, I I just love wrestling so much. And he says, hey, man, he says, you're going to, that's not going to change. You're going to love wrestling when you're a hundred. And that really hit home for me because I'm thinking I'm not going to be able to wrestle till I'm 100. I mean, I probably won't be wrestle be able to wrestle till I'm 50. But you know, and that's why I see so many other people like um, like wrestlers that are retired now, like passing the torch and training and 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 being coaches and all that kind of stuff to newer talent because they just love the wrestling business so much that they just want to stay involved in it. And that, that's something I would want to do in the future. So whether it be podcasting, um, which is a huge passion is, of mine now that you got me into it, and or, you know, like I just said, like coaching talent and all that kind of stuff, or like working behind the scenes, being an agent, writer, whatever the case may be, that'd be awesome because then I would at least be able to keep me in the wrestling business doing something that I love to do. Okay, people don't realize that when you and when you and I first got together with this and and I kind of talked you into it, 
you only committed to doing it from a week-to-week basis because you you were not sure. And here we are now, uh, six, eight months later, easy, and I can't imagine not doing this on a weekly basis. Yeah, I think we've been doing this since February, maybe. Um, I I can't remember when our first podcast was, but I mean, it was... It was a while ago, so I mean, yeah, I think we're almost hitting the ten month mark, uh, maybe nine, ten months. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you you talked me into it. I mean, it took me some convincing, but I'm I'm, I'm thankful on Thanksgiving that you talked me into this. That, see, that was going into what I was going to ask you. You know, every yeah. <laughs> podcast right around now does their "What are you thankful for?" segment. I kind of felt like let's let's do one because you and I have a lot to be thankful for, even just around this podcast or you being back in the industry. What uh, you go, do you want me to go first or would you like to go first? Uh, I mean, I, I can go first. I mean, I'm thankful that I have this opportunity to do the second run in wrestling. I mean, I legit thought when I retired three years ago, that was it. And, you know, and some prior to booking me and stuff like that, but nothing serious until, um, earlier this year, I was back in February when Scott Demore was actively trying to pursue me to come back, and it took months, but I finally agreed to do it, not knowing. I, I think I still had the old stigma of what I thought was going to happen uh, when I came back. I thought it was going to be like you know, like before, but it, it's not, and I'm having so much more fun. Um, I'm thankful that I get to like when you come to shows with me the time i'm thankful that i have somebody that i can actually share it with, you know and experience it with me and i'm thankful for you know just the other these new opportunities that i'm getting this this you know this time around on the second run of mine um it's just it's awesome and like being able to wrestle um bound for glory which is impact wrestling's wrestlemania just be able to do that in front of the Canadian crowd and being like the fans going absolutely nuts for me. I mean, that's, that's a boy's dream come true. So I'm like very thankful for, for, for everything. So for me, it's kind of along the same lines. Cause I was burnt out in podcasting. I've done a couple runs with ESPN uh, you know, I was one of their popular fantasy football shows, and I, I still like fantasy football, but I was getting burnt out because you, you start a podcast, and, and it's almost like indie wrestling, and you got to claw and fight and BS your way into something bigger, and then you got to try to hope that it sticks around or you're good enough, and, you know, and with my luck, both radio stations folded and went under, you decided to retire, and when I, I always loved wrestling. I don't think you and I ever talked wrestling when we hung out because, you know, it's if your buddy's a baseball player, you're not going to bug him with baseball player questions. So I, I never really want to bug you with wrestling questions. And then I, I I started watching wrestling on a weekly basis. You and I started talking again, and it became the perfect storm. So I enjoy doing this more than I ever did doing radio, as weird as that sounds. I'm more fulfilled. I have a better passion. I We could not have hooked up with a better website with Wrestling Inc. So we got to thank them right off the bat. I mean, a lot of podcasts, they got to start at the bottom and find the fan base and, and, and promote, promote, promote. 
we started out on top. So I, I got to thank them to be in with because without them, you and I would probably be sick of podcasting because of all the promoting we'd have to do. So this made life so much easier for us. I'm thankful that we're doing this, but it's, it's, is is like smooshy as it sounds i've you know doing this podcast is my favorite thing that i i've been doing in the last five or six years yeah it, 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 same <laughs> with me i mean this really got me back into like talking about wrestling and thinking about wrestling and then when i go to wrestling shows i think in my head i'm like hey i can't wait to talk about this next week with Dennis on my podcast. So, I mean, it just, it, it makes so it's, it makes it so much better. And it's almost like my first run of 14 years, I didn't write anything down or document anything. Yeah. It's on video and stuff like that. But now it's almost like this is a, uh, audio documentation of things I was doing the past week. So it, it even does that for me as well. So, I mean, this is, this is all great stuff. All right. Let's get out of this this mushy stuff and let's get on to yeah what i be- have to wipe my tears hold on and blow my nose and stuff okay all right i'm ready and, and as keeping on the light let's talk about favorite wrestling memories we threw a tweet out of favorite me- wrestling memories and we've gotten a ton of hits and i just want to name out a few things to you and see if any of this stuff rings a bell and and as a fan what are some of your wrestling uh, number one i got was the iron sheik loading his boot do you remember that when was this? This was like was this Sheik Hogan, like their championship match where Hogan won. I, I it was either I see now I'm foggy on this, but it was during that yeah, run, I believe. It but, sounds very familiar, but yeah, that that uh, I don't I can't say the the exact match, but I remember him loading the boot. I just don't remember how he used it and stuff like that. Right. Um. Yeah, but I mean that's. Here, That's a foggy memory. Here's another Somebody one. Somebody remembers it very well. Here's another one. Starcade 83, Flair, Race, Steamboat, and Youngblood. Uh, winning the tag team titles for the fifth time. Piper Valentine dog collar match. That That's the one thing WCW NWA does not get enough credit for was those gimmick matches back in the day were phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they are they were good, and I mean, I, they were stolen from WWE later on and stuff. But who knows? WWE could have did it back in their WWF days, um, just like a, a ladder match. They said the first ladder match was Razor and uh, Shawn Michaels WrestleMania ten or something like that. When no, like well before WrestleManias were around, there was ladder matches going on. So they were just the ones to kind of mainstream it. Uh, Danny Bennett says. The first time my dad ordered a pay-per-view for us was Survivor Series 1990. This was coming off the hills of Warrior Slaughter in the, was it, the house show at the Joe in a cage match. Still having pictures to this day, actually, he says. Um, It became a Thanksgiving Day tradition for us. And as it was for my home, was Survivor Series on Thanksgiving. Go into the basement, enjoy the Lions game, then Survivor Series. Yep, and I remember... uh... Once again, uh, Canadian Thanksgiving, it's different than American Thanksgiving. But I remember going to the Joe. And was it was it 90? I want to. I felt like it was 91 at the Joe when it was Hulk Hogan was the heavyweight champion. And he fought The Undertaker and The Undertaker beat him with the assistance of Ric Flair. And it was Undertaker's first ever 
WWE title run. And I think he lost it the following Tuesday to Macho Man at this Tuesday in Texas, I think the the event was called. But I remember that being a big thing. And I, I was still a Hulkamaniac at that time. And I was like, what? Hogan lost, man? You don't see Hogan lose, like, ever. I, so, and yeah, I remember it was Thanksgiving Eve, I want to say. Um, and I still had to go to school the next day in Canada. So, um, <laughs> but I remember it being a great event. See, my, and I don't want to say it was my first real wrestling memory, but the one that sticks out to me the most was, it was, God, I want to say, it was Hogan getting, was it was an earthquake that land, landed on Hogan three or four times, and it was just their way. And oh, this, yeah. This is when I still thought wrestling was real, too, was, you know, he landed on the chest three times, and they did this whole, Hulk Hogan may never wrestle again, oh my gosh. And they're writing them off TV. And I still remember as they fade out of that episode, they they had all the Hulkster stuff folded in his locker with just like a black stripe across it. Like, you know, almost rest in peace. And I just remember it ripped my heart out. Yeah, they, they were really good at doing that stuff. Like, you know, he probably had to go film a movie or something like that, like Suburban Commando or I don't know. I couldn't um, tell you. I But, you know, back then I we didn't really have dirt sheets. We were kids. Yeah, I mean, there was not, like, you just, and the thing is, that stuff was filmed, like, we probably watched that on what, like, uh, Saturday morning, uh, whatever their Saturday morning show was called, and they filmed that stuff, like, three months in advance, like, it's ridiculous, so, um, I mean, it probably happened three months ago, and, but we don't know, I mean, there was no internet and stuff like that, and we're kids, and we're just like, okay, we're just gonna wait till next week to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I, and I had no clue how to find it. The internet was not was not big then. I didn't know anything about videotape trading with anybody else around the world. And I didn't know anything about e-news, or not e-newsletters, but newsletters being sent to my house. I mean, I was in the dark as a wrestling fan. Yeah, I mean, whatever came on TV, that's that's what I was. Uh, that's what I was looking at, and it, it's so much different now because now you can't even. And it's with this not only with wrestling, but like you know, I'll watch uh, shows like Game of Thrones and Walking Dead. But if you go on Twitter and you you see like it, it's almost impossible to stay away from any spoilers, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I just did a teleconference for uh, for Impact Wrestling um, last Wednesday um, before my match with Eli Drake on um uh for for the main event of last Thursday on Impact. And we need and, to talk about that by the way cuz th- we didn't record an episode last week so we didn't have a chance to even talk about that. Oh, well I mean do you want to talk about that or let's, do you want to talk about Let's finish this up and then we'll talk about it oh. then we'll go in. So, okay. Uh, another memory, this one from Brian Yates, World War III, 1998 at the Palace of Auburn Hills. It was his first wrestling. Yes. You, you were at that one? No, I wasn't there, but I remember Nash won that one, I think, right? It, that's exactly it. Nash, Nash won going on to beat Goldberg at Starcade at the end of that streak. Yeah. I remember he, uh, I watched it on pay-per-view. Uh, this is back, you know, Monday Night Wars when wrestling was like the hottest. Yes. And, you know, three rings and Nash just, what, 20 guys in each ring, 60 guys, right? He like just tossed out the other 19 guys like within minutes. And I remember him sitting, waiting in the ring. And the commentators were like, oh, Nash is, you know, catching his breath. This is a smart strategy and stuff. So 
I mean, it was Nash really looked like a monster mm-hmm. uh, in, in that World War Three, and it goes to show because he was the one that beat Goldberg. A uh, friend of the show, Robert McNeely, says Austin versus Michaels with Mike Tyson. Yes, I remember that. I had chicken pox, actually. Um, I know. I was. It was pretty late for me to have chicken pox in life, um, and they hurt really bad. But I remember sitting at home. That was WrestleMania 14. And, uh, yeah, this was Austin's like big push and stuff like that. And I just remember watching that match, and it was, at the time, I thought it was great. It was like the best thing ever. And they also had Kane versus the undertaker for the first time ever in that pay-per-view. Great pay-per-view. Great WrestleMania. Yes. Uh, Anthony says, if we're talking about Thanksgiving, it needs to be the original years of Starcade. Dusty versus flair two years in a row. And one of the greatest matches of all time, Tully versus Magnum TA in a, I quit cage match. See, I never got to see those, but I'm sure you have. And I, yes. Uh, yeah, and it's good that they're bringing back uh, they're bringing back Starcade, right? I mean, it's going to be a house show, but they're bringing it back, right? They, they, that's everything I hear. And we got War Games, which I do want to touch on for for a second here. Let's knock out the last two here, and we'll move on. We got plenty more, but we're going to do two more. Uh, let's see, in two thousand, the Hardy Boys saving Lita. I was already uh, invested in the Lita. This is Natalie. Uh, at that moment, stay. Uh, we'll always stay with her. And Stone Cold getting arrested was pretty damn cool too. Uh, yes, I remember him getting arrested. Um, and I think like they came back like a week or two later, and like Vince McMahon got arrested or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, I mean those are all great memories, guys. What great was, memories. What was Bobby? Bobby Roode was a cop for one segment, right? Yeah, I don't remember when, but uh, back was it before Triple H? the impact. And, uh, I, I don't know, but the WWE was looking at him back before Impact was around or like just when they were starting. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were they were pretty high on him, but you know, they were still coming off that attitude era and it was like you had to like be awesome to be on the roster. And you know, Bobby was you know, around for a while. He was still, you know, I thought he was great. Um, but Impact picked him up and signed him really quick. So, uh, you know, the rest is history. He's there now. But, yeah, I think he was an extra, um, like uh, like a cop or whatever. He's done uh, job matches and dark matches before. Bobby Roode is actually trained by Val Venus. Really? Yeah, I don't know if a lot of people know that, but that was the guy that trained him. Oh, Val Venus. Was there anybody cooler than Val Venus? Nope, not at the time. I, w- I wish Val <laughs> Can't get away with saying that stuff now. I wish Val Venus, to me, I, I don't know why he was not a better champion because it seemed like he had it all. I mean, he had the charisma, the body, the wrestling ability. Everybody seemed to love him, and the gimmick was kind of cool. I mean, it was kind of a ripoff of Ravishing Rick Rude, but it wasn't. No, it was a lot more X-rated because, I mean, he was a right. porn star. I mean, they pretty much said he was an ex-porn star. Now he's wrestling. Um, which, you know, I mean, that only has so much of a shelf life. Then you have to transition, which he did. He transitioned into that right to censor um, where, you know, they were censoring everything. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, then he went back to Val Venus And it's a tough gimmick to do because, you know, it's not going to be – and especially in an era where you have like The Rock and Stone Cold as your two top guys, I mean, 
you don't have much of a fighting chance. Um, but definitely, I mean, he was definitely up there. And, you know, if anybody brought him in to like an independent show, people would be going nuts because <laughs> Val Venus was so cool. Everybody remembers Val Venus. Uh, the last one, by the way, Hulk Hogan joining the NWO. NWO, and I remember that batch at the beach like it was yesterday. I, I was, I was fooled. I was shocked. As it, I guess I was an adult kind of back then, but I still wasn't into the dirt sheets or anything like that, so I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, I mean Hogan turning heel—that was something long overdue. Something they never did in WWE. Uh, kudos to for WCW for jumping on that. And, you know, Hogan needed it for his character. I mean, it was growing stale. He's been doing that same character for, I don't know, a decade or probably more. And then, uh, then he turned into the Hollywood and yeah. Awesome. Just, I mean, he got to do play the heel role and do all stuff that he hasn't been pretty much able to do on television before. Uh, And I was watching, was it the Monday Night Wars? And they were talking about that and said, you know, the original idea was for it to be Sting. And Hogan was playing B, but Hogan didn't agree to it until like the last minute. Yeah, and it's one thing I could see Hogan. That that would be, and Hogan, super huge superstar, right? But if I had to compare it to myself, it would be like them saying, hey, Petey, I know you've been playing this Canadian uh, Patriot type characters since 2004 for the past 13 years. Um, but we want you to go out there in Canada in your hometown and start saying how much you hate Canada. You know, it, it just wouldn't sit right with me. You know, it'd just be like, whoa, you want me to do what? That's going to make me seem like a, the biggest dick and all that kind of stuff. So Hogan was probably like, hey, man, I've been doing this, like, say any prayers, eat your vitamins, you know, work out, all that kind of stuff. Like, you know, um, like the all-American type guy, and then you want me to go and just, like, be a dick? Like, that's going to be, like, it's, if it doesn't work, then I'm screwed forever. And good thing it worked, because he wasn't screwed. It actually helped him. And then that way, when he went back to WWE, and then put on the red and yellow again, and he did it in WCW too, but it meant so much more. They're like, yeah, you know, Hogan's back kind of deal. Yeah. And I I don't think it would have had the same magnitude of greatness with Sting. No, I do not believe that uh, for one bit. No, just because Hogan at the time, uh, probably the most famous wrestler in the history of wrestling, and for him to turn his back on the fans, you know, that have been supporting him forever. I mean, that's 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 ballsy right there. And that's why I had that so like so much more impact. Oh man! And World War Three, real quick. NXT, what a great pay per view! I will say this: I was broken hearted. Did you watch any of that pay per view? I know you were doing the House of Hardcore that weekend. Yeah, I uh, watched. When did I? I think I watched it like the Sunday or something in passing. Um, yeah, I think I want to say I watched the whole thing. Pretty sure I watched the whole thing. Yeah, it was good, man. I'm telling you, and I've told you since day one. I'm like, NXT puts on great uh, takeover specials. I mean, they're they're awesome. They don't have like eight matches like WWE. They're only like two hours, maybe just over a touch over two hours. There's like five, maybe six matches, but they're good, solid, quality matches. And those guys, man, they're they're not on the main roster. They still have 
a lot to prove. So they're going out there and they're giving it their, their absolute best. The actual World War Three match, phenomenal. It brought back so many memories seeing two rings side by side. I kind of wish that they had the top of the cage there. I, I, I get that it's not going to be the original cage that I grew up with. It did not have a top, and they put the stipulation in, which kind of sucked was if you climbed out of the cage, your team forfeited. To me, it was a little, a little wonky. I could forgive the yeah. shark cage thing, but I thought overall it was great for its first time back, and it would not have worked on the main roster at all. Um, it it might have worked on the main roster, like the Shield versus I don't know the New Day versus Miz Trash. I I don't know. I'm just throwing three groups that I know out there. Um, but I don't think it would have been as good because, like I said, those guys. They're still young guys, not on the main roster. They're still out to prove and make names for themselves. So they're going to put on the absolute best match, and 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 they did. They they were awesome. I'm I'm super proud of all of them. And I'm thinking like I don't know why they didn't put on the top of the cage, but I'm like thinking, oh maybe they did so, you know, those guys can go up on top of the cage and jump off, which you know, was... and like make it more spectacular, which happened, you know. So, um. That whole if you leave the cage, your team forfeits. I mean, why? I mean, if are you that scared that you would actually agree to a war games match and then say, "Oh, timeout, forget it. I'm just going to escape this and forfeit." I mean, was that even did anybody was that even going across anybody's mind that any team would actually forfeit? Could um, could could you have ever imagined back when you were with Eric Young and he was doing that scared of everything gimmick? that he would be in a War Games match in NXT on WWE TV. Uh, not that he didn't deserve to be, but wow. Yeah, well, before he was doing that scared gimmick, um, you know, I was in a cage match with Eric Young before. It was myself and Eric Young versus uh, America's Most Wanted. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's good, man. He could do hardcore. He could do anything. So, I mean, no, it doesn't shock me because he's been in cage matches and all that kind of stuff. Um, he just did that scary gimmick for a little bit. It was just the, the right place, the right time. Um, he did it. I'm glad he's not doing it anymore. It does have a shelf life comedy characters like that. And, you know, he's doing what he's, he's best at right now, man. It, that, that to me was an amazing, and that's kind of where I've seen you wrestle before I knew you. I, I, I you know, and then when I, when our friend introduced us, I thought, holy cow, I, I know who Petey Williams is. So this is this was kind of cool to see these guys and you all succeeding again. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And then not only that, you know, the next day at Survivor Series, uh, you know, you got Triple H in the ring. And then people are chanting for Bobby Roode to get tagged in. And then they go nose to nose for a little stare down. I'm like, wow, man, you know. What, what, super proud of him. What were your thoughts at the ending of Survivor Series? We won't go through the whole thing. We're now a week after you know what happened. You either saw the highlights or you read about it. We're not going to inundate you with it again. But the ending, what was your thoughts? I, I didn't like it. Um, I mean, it's, the ending just set up. It seems like Angle and a feud or of some sort with Angle and Triple Eight. Um, and, you know, and Shane obviously is in the middle of that. And then they roped in Braun Strowman. But it had, like, they had so much more potential with that. I mean, 
I, I, I was kind of disappointed because, you know, you got um, a lot of the other people I thought they were going to actually base the match around, like the, the younger guys, like Bobby Roode or Joe and Finn um, or even Cena. Cena was in there and he got like eliminated like, you know, he got two finishing moves then you know, gets pinned. Then he rolls out a ring like he's on fire. It's like, that's it? He's John Cena, man. Like, you know, you, you should at least have him in there till the end and then. But I guess that wasn't the story they were trying to tell. So I was kind of confused by it. Um, it'll be interesting to see where they go with it. But I thought it did nothing to help their future stars at all. No, no, not at all. I'm with you. But I'll put it. I'll say this. That ending had me very curious for a second because I kind of could see someone was going to roll over on Kurt Angle. It, it had to have been. They set it up. They made him look like a buffoon for weeks going into it. I, when they put Triple H in, I think I even told you, I think Triple H is turning. He's going to cost Raw the match. Now he doesn't cost Raw the match, but the whole Braun Strowman thing at the end, I really enjoyed that. I thought having Braun Strowman stand there with this look of what just happened on my, you know, that was, that was great to me. Yeah. I mean, so that was good. What I didn't understand is, you got Angle, Triple H, and Braun, three-on-one, Shane, not even a actual wrestler. So why would Triple H have to, like, turn on Kurt Angle just to, like, as a swerve, just to turn back on Shane? Uh, like, did you really need that? There was three actual wrestlers against Shane. I'm like, I'm pretty sure all three of you guys could have took him. Like, you didn't need to do that whole swerve thing. Um, and then it didn't, like... Like, okay, so you screwed Kurt Angle, he got pinned, but Raw still won. So, I mean, what's what's the point of screwing Kurt Angle? Like, why not just beat the crap out of Shane, pin him, all three of you guys win, and then after the match, Triple H could beat the crap out of Kurt. I mean, it wouldn't have the same impact, but, I mean, it just, it to me, it didn't make sense. But, you know, I, I guess they want that little... That, that drama in there because it is pro wrestling so that's why they did the swerve back and forth but still uh i thought it was kind of pointless uh, by the way real impact dude on twitter says uh hogan versus andre the giant at wrestlemania 3 did un- oh. yeah of course that's that didn't even need to be said real impact dude but thank you Hey, speaking of impact by the way what did what did you guys did you guys ever do anything special on thanksgiving yeah, so um, this past taping, so this is what happens. There's usually a match. Uh, it's like a, a Thanksgiving feast. I remember being not a part of the match, but I remember we had to do a backstage segment one time um, where we were all pretending to eat Thanksgiving dinner, and then we had a food fight at the end of it, which th- that was fun. Um, so I, I like being involved in that. But this past Impact, you know, they did it again. It was a five-on-five match. The The person that gets pinned has to wear this turkey suit. And I remember when they first had the idea, um, and because, you know, impacts on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So Thursdays, obviously, is one of the episodes is going to be a end up on Thanksgiving because Thanksgiving is always on a Thursday. Um, but I remember the first one to ever get pinned and have to don the turkey suit was AJ Styles. <laughs> so that kind of put like, okay, don't be pissed if you're the wrestler that has to don this because look at the first person to ever do it. It was AJ Styles, and it didn't hurt him, not one little bit. But this time around, um, 
I, I guess it was Chris Masters, Chris Adonis, right? Which is uh, which is hilarious. And I watched this segment, and it was great because you know at the end of it, Chris Adonis gets upset or gets pinned, and then he's getting upset, and you know they drag it out for a good five minutes. I'm not putting that on, and you know if he doesn't put it on, then Eli Drake's got to put it on, and all this kind of stuff. And so the referee is standing there with this big suit. Okay, and he's standing in the middle of the ring, and his arms are kind of spread because he's holding the head, you know, up high with one arm, and then down a little bit lower, um, you know, he's holding the rest of it, and he's just looking dead straight in the camera, straight face, like this is the most most normal thing in the world. And the whole time, for five minutes, he's just staring there, dead face, looking into the camera, (laughs) while like all the shenanigans is going on around him, and I guess in the earpiece because the refs wear earpieces. They're saying to him, they're like, hey, ref, hold that head up a little bit higher. And then he'd hold it up a little bit higher. It's like, okay, that's good. Okay, now smile a little bit. And then you'd see the ref smile, like, <laughs> with a little smirk. And they're like, okay, now wipe that smile off your face. And then you wipe it off his face, you know. So they're really just messing with them. <laughs> because, you know, our Thanksgiving episode, it's – we don't expect it to have high ratings. People, I mean, it might because people might tune in to watch wrestling, but they're usually watching football and right. hanging out with family and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's almost like a throwaway show, let's be honest. So the whole thing, they're showing like a recap. It's almost like a recap episode. They'll show like AJ donning the suit. I think Eric Young had to put it on once. A bunch of different wrestlers had to put it on. And then, you know, they have backstage segments and all this kind of stuff with what are people thankful for. And then this match will last about, the whole segments on, on your television will probably be like 45 minutes or so with commercials and all that stuff and the aftermath of them trying to get the suit on him and then the food fight and all this kind of other stuff. So it's, it's just a fun show, and you know I, I enjoy it. Instead of it just being like a recap show or a show that you're still trying to continue storylines but you know people aren't going to be watching because it's Thanksgiving, it's good to kind of like, hey, let's stop all the storylines. Let's do this Thanksgiving show. Um and it's it's almost like a tradition now because when I was there years ago, they, they had it, and they're, they're still doing it. So it's great. I love it. And as you said about ratings, by the way, P.D. Williams equals ratings, everybody. Oh, come on. Congratulations. Listen, we didn't get to brag about this, but your, your impact that you main evented against Eli Drake was one of the highest rated impacts in years. No, no, it, it wasn't in years because I, I, I look back. I think uh, it, it was the highest time. in a few weeks. Okay, but um, yeah, but, but thank you. Uh, we could say it's been the highest ever. Let's just say that. I'm, I'm going to say years. Stuff up. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say um, years for giggles. No, I think I think a really high rated one was uh, when yeah. Sanjay won the X Division title from Loki in India. Um, I think that, and they main evented that. That that was a pretty high rated one. Even. Um, the Destination X back in August, there was a, a live show. Live shows usually are higher rated because you don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And they, we know we're going to make it more special, so people are more surprised by things. But I think that one was even higher rated. But um, it, it, it's good for, you know, now that we're almost filming three months in advance, it's good to show that even though people knew it was going to happen, um, that they, they still tuned in to watch. Um, and I, I think that has a lot to stay of. You know what people it, it, watching it in the arena? They said, "Oh, it was a great match," you know, and all that kind of stuff. So I think people wanted to tune in. They they knew the outcome, but they still wanted to see this great match. And 
you know, and I'll, I'll hear it on Twitter too, like especially when I'm promoting the show and stuff like that, because you know that's what I do. I want people to to watch the product, and you know, I'm, I was very proud and happy with the match that I had with Eli. Um, so I so I want people to watch it. You know, I want them to be part of that and experience it with me. And you know, people are responding on Twitter like, "Oh, I already read the results. You know, like you lost. Eli won." And I'm like, "Yes, guys, I." Yes, I know I lost. Obviously. I, I was there. And, uh, you know, but I, then I say, I'm like, listen, in a world of make-believe, let's make-believe. You know? It's it's great. And this is going back to what I was trying to say before was, you know, spoilers all over the internet. All over. And it's you. it's hard to actually just stay away from them. So... It's almost cooler now. It's almost like a cool thing to do where you're like, I don't want to read any spoilers. I'm going to wait because I don't know about you, Dennis, but, you know, say if I watch Game of Thrones or Walking Dead, I'm not going to – I don't watch it live. I'll watch it like a day or two later, but I'm not going to go and read spoilers and then watch the show because I'm going to be like, no, I'm going to wait, not read the spoilers. I want to watch the show and have the experience myself. Perfect example, Shane McMahon returns back to WWE in Detroit, Michigan – you and I were kind of texting back and forth that night, and we had no clue it was going to happen because you and I are both very public about not going on the dirt sheets. That was a phenomenal moment because I geeked out. Yeah, I mean, it's good when you don't read beforehand, like, oh, so-and-so's backstage, and you know this is happening, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I try not to read spoilers unless, unless I have no intention of watching the show um i'm gonna give an example like if i know i'm not gonna watch a wrestling show this week i will read the spoilers because i have no intention of watching um or even a show maybe i'm watching a little bit of a show you know maybe it's like three seasons long i just start binge watching the first couple episodes of season one i'm like eh is this gonna do anything i might read all about the rest of the season or two or and i'll be like oh you know what i'm glad i didn't waste my time on that that's the only time i kind of want to read spoilers so other than that i mean what what do you have coming up um well this uh well this past weekend um i was at tommy dreamer's house of hardcore anything uh, interesting this before yeah i mean you know he's got that uh deal with twitch now um which i still don't understand i mean i i do understand but the way that tommy explained it to us uh, he had he, he never has a locker room meeting before his his uh, his shows. He's had 35 shows, never had a locker room meeting once. But, you know, this is one in a new direction. So he kind of called a meeting and he says, hey, you know, we're going to be on Twitch live streaming. He's like, I understand that all of you might not know what Twitch is. Well, know that Twitch is owned by Amazon. I'm pretty sure you know who Amazon is. Never heard of them. Amazon bought, yeah, right? <laughs> Amazon bought Twitch for like, I think it was like 900 and something million dollars. So they really are investing a lot in Twitch. So, you know, if things go well on Twitch, which I'm sure they will, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a sec, the views and stuff. But if they go well on Twitch, well, you know, Amazon could be like, oh, we like this show. And we have another thing called Amazon Prime where we have shows on there. So you never know what it can lead to. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but the views, you know, they kept getting an updated and stuff like that. And uh, Matt Stryker, I don't know if you remember him from. I do. Uh, okay, WWE days. So, you know, he helps with the, uh, you know, commentating and producing and stuff like that. Um, and you know, 
keeping up with what our view count is, but I think it was 125,000 views on Twitch, which is huge, apparently. And uh, they said more, we got more views that night than Triple Mania, um, which is Triple A's, you know, big show. And then, uh, you know, we were going up against NXT as well, because it was on at the same time, their their War Games pay-per-view. And, you know, and it, was a, it was a good show. You had, um, you know, Lucha Underground guys showing up. You had uh, that uh, Tim Storm, the NWA champion right now, that 10 pounds of gold and all that. Uh, he showed up. Um, you had the Briscoe brothers from Ring of Honor show up at the end of the show and they jumped Tommy. So, I mean, I, I, I really don't know what Tommy's plans are, but it seems like a lot of these promotions are – appearing at house of hardcore i don't know if there's like going to be a big interpromotional of company going on or maybe all these companies are banded together to kind of be like one big promotion i don't know but it's very interesting to be a part of and uh i'm glad to be a part of it i know i wrestled that night it was at the ecw arena i wrestled m dog 20 matt cross and you know it we had a good match um the fans though you know i mean it i always hate going out there and being a good guy and wrestling another good guy. That's always a horrible spot to be put in because the fans are like, well, you know, I mean, we don't want to see either of you get your ass kicked. You know, it's not like we hate you or we hate you. So we're not going to like be like, yeah, kick his ass and, you know, really cheer the other guy. So they're kind of like, eh, they don't really know what to do. You know, they're like, yeah, yeah, good. Okay. Like, I mean, I hope one of you guys win, but don't hurt each other too bad. So, you know, uh, the downtimes might have a, a couple fans trying to take over the show saying like, you, you know, try to be the show and make smart ass comments and stuff like that, which is fine. You right. pay your money to do that. But, uh, you know, I think it hinders other fans that are enjoying the match and it hinders them from cheering because they're like, well, I'm listening to this heckler over here now, um, which kind of sucks, you know, because me and me and M Dog like really enjoy working each other. And, uh, you know, we, we hope. Everybody enjoyed match on Twitch, and I, you can go view it anytime. I think it's free. Tommy said. All right, I'm, uh, I'm gonna go check believe, it out tonight. So. Yeah, but enough about that. Um, yeah, coming up, I just got uh, what's this weekend? I got Smash Wrestling on Sunday, and then uh, the weekend after that, we'll go for full circle, and we're at the Belleville show for our podcast and uh, the big event, Border City event. Yep, Border City Wrestling, December 3rd. Uh, I think the doors open at 7, 7.30. I guess the podcast will start around then, maybe earlier. I thought it was an earlier show. I, I thought it was may- like a six show. No, it's not. Let me see. I actually have a picture of the poster on my phone. Let's see. There's uh, no spoiler alerts. Okay, there. Uh, December 3rd. Here we go. Uh, Sunday, December 3rd. Doors open at 5.15, bell time 6 o'clock, which means it won't start on time probably. Uh, Scott's usually good at starting on time. I mean, if not very close. Uh, it's not like, you know, XICW where you're going to start a half hour. <laughs> if it says, you know, 6 o'clock, very close to, you know, you're going to get the ring announcer in there at 6, you know, saying hi to everybody and, uh, you know, getting things going. So, yeah, they're good at starting on time. Um, and I remember wrestling there on Sundays – you know, years ago, and I, I always thought it was a six o'clock start time, and we were usually out of there by nine o'clock. Well, tell uh, tell Scott I said this. Guys, head over to Facebook.com/slash Border City Wrestling, or follow him on Twitter at BCW Online for more information. You like that? 
They almost sounded yeah. Pro- I'll, I'll, Scott will love that too. Did, did they almost sounded uh, sounded professional there? Hey, yeah. <laughs> you almost sound like you weren't mocking. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, tell Scott this. Hey, guys. There, there you go. And oh. uh, in just a second, we are going to play this uh, uh, amazing interview, our quiz show game. I guess we would call it. Uh, Tri- we, trivia quiz show whatever you want to call it trivia quiz show but uh, pd and i just want to leave you with this first and foremost thank you to every single person who downloads thank you to everybody who tweets us who mentions mentions us in a comment e- e- tell your friends that's the only way this podcast grows pete we had zero expectations in the download numbers the people reaching out it blows me away and going to shows and standing next to you and someone will be like hey i like your podcast guys it 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 just it it makes me feel good yeah no i'm just so thankful for for everything you know wrestling related and podcast related so i guess uh yeah happy thanksgiving exactly thank you to wrestling Inc. for hosting this Thank you to Sharpshooter Steve, the blog he does on uh, WrestlingPerspectivePodcast.com. Head over there, read it. I don't think we had a Survivor Series blog. I was busy. You were busy. It was, he went to Florida for a trip, that SOB. Um, But uh, everybody who has helped us, who's worked, who's tweeted us, thank you. You, we, I don't know if we say it every podcast, but, you know, we are blown away. So thank you very much, guys. So, you ready to play a game? Oh, <laughs> I don't know, but uh, let's 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 give it our best shot. All right, for the segment that we've all been waiting for, PD and I have been talking about this all podcast. It's called Guess the Wrestler. PD, tell us about today's contestant. Um, so this is uh, this is an off the wall one. Um, I, I don't know if this is a first in podcast history probably not but i mean that's that's your job to to do the research on that dennis so uh, uh yeah we have uh I, we're probably gonna get fired for this uh producers don't know that we're doing this um my wife is here uh mrs destroyer hello hi not sure if that's a good name for me um mrs destroyer as in canadian destroyer's wife not, not of all things not of life <laughs> So, um, so yeah, I mean, we already talked about this. Is what we're going to do. I have, uh, you don't know what pictures I'm showing Dennis. No. All right. So we're clear with that. Um, I have a picture pictures of wrestlers in front of me, wrestlers that are well known. Uh, they're WWE p- people and, uh, I will describe them and then she is going to come up with what she thinks their name would be if she was booking WWE. No. So now, Petey, before you start, let's do a little backstory on this because you several years ago on Twitter you did a a live tweet of this game with your wife, and it went over massive with the Twitter community. A very very similar game, um, and I think we spoke about this on the podcast before. I was trying to tell my wife about the Montreal screw job. Um, because it was during the Raw where Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart did their infamous hug, you know, to kind of bury the hatchet. And I'm explaining it to her. She's, like, really into it. Like, oh, yeah, that's awesome, whatever. And then I'm going on for, like, 15 minutes, and she's really into the story. And then later on, you know, we're upstairs getting ready for bed. And then I think I forgot, like, a little, you know, part of the story. And then she was like, all right, 
Babe, I'm sorry. I got to stop you right there. Um, I, I don't even know what a sharpshooter is, you know? So then it all came out like, I'm like, but I do a sharpshooter every match. And I know she's, you know, watched me wrestle a few times. And I'm like, hey, do you, what's an arm drag? And then there it was, you know, like no things that you and I take for granted and wrestling fans take for granted. Because, you know, back in the day, they're calling the matches, they're calling the moves. You are visually watching the moves. And we just took it for granted. We knew what the wrestling moves are. So, yeah, this is this is something that we did years ago. And then we figured, hey, why not do it with pictures of wrestlers? So wait, wait, can I can I, I, can I stop I you guys? Can I stop you guys right there? Because I have to ask the the Canadian destroyer's wife a question. Okay. Go ahead. This this is going to be great. And I'm sure everybody now that has heard this wants to know this question. When 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 you fe- first met Petey, what were your thoughts of him being a professional wrestler? And what was the first thought when you saw him wrestle live for the first time? So this sounds horrible, but he had told me what he did after some time. And, um, you know, just put it out there that... He had YouTube videos and that he was a pretty well-known wrestler. Well, no offense, but I have no interest in that whatsoever. Super supportive, but zero interest in. So, like, I didn't even look him up. It didn't, it didn't even, (laughs) I didn't acknowledge it. So a couple weeks later, he said, hey, have you seen any of my videos? And I was like, oh, no. And (laughs) completely fluffed it off. Well, then when I finally did see him. And realized what it was he did. I was just like, "Oh, that's great!" It was kind of like winning an award <laughs> at a camp or something. Like, good for you, um, you know. And I was super happy for him. But it's never been something that I've been to, so it's actually led um, to a lot of different dynamics in our relationship because. I don't look at him as a professor. I look at him as my husband and love him for that, you know, but we always laugh because there's so many followers of his. And like, my concern is, you know, can you help me take the garbage? (laughs) So (laughs) it, uh, it worked for us, but yeah, my parents didn't even realize it either. I mean, my dad was talking to him about the Olympic wrestlers because I think the year we started dating was one of the Olympics was coming up and he's talking about him about, the Olympic wrestlers and my dad says, um, or Pete stops him and says, finally, you know, I'm not that kind of wrestler. And my dad pulled me aside and said, do you know, he's kind of a big deal. <laughs> and this is right before we got married. And I started laughing. I said, yeah, I know. But like, to me, he's my husband. So, you know, I'm still, he's talking about sharpshooters and everything else. And I laughed at it because I still can't tell you what it is. No, I she know still we... doesn't know what a sharpshooter is. <laughs> I, um, I can just imagine her looking at you and saying, just front flip your ass out the door and take the trash out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, go Canadian destroy your ass out to the curb, all right? So, you <laughs> ready to get started then? Let's do this. I'm excited. Okay. So, um, I have a picture up right now. I will describe the picture. And she's looking at it right now. So, uh, this individual, um, ethnicity is Caucasian. Um, he has a pair of gloves on. Um, the letters on the gloves say P1 when the gloves are put together. Mm. Um, it looks like he has longer hair, kind of like a soccer mom haircut, would you say? Um, like hair goals. So healthy and You would smooth. like that hair? Yeah. Okay. 
Um, you know, he has facial hair, elbow pads on, a vest. Um, yeah, so who, who, blue eyes, I would say. Mm. Um, Decent looking guy. Yeah, yeah, so what would you say this person's name is? Okay, well, I'm, I'm going to go with, I'm using a clue off the gloves with the whole P1. And I know they always come up with super fancy names where they want to be the number one. So I'm going to go like, if I had to name them with P1, I would totally say like preset one preset one yeah like you know in the car okay. yeah okay. preset one first choice so one. this is this is you know world champion right here preset one um do you have any idea who it is dennis oh i'm gonna guess he's pretty phenomenal yeah yeah i would say he is phenomenal yeah. that's probably what the p stands for oh like preset one phenomenal. yeah, yeah. sure so uh yeah we got i, I got nothing more uh aj styles this is AJ. This is AJ. I know, right? Okay, so Pete has talked about him quite often. Yes. And, um, yeah, we go okay. way back. All right, so here's another one. Um, oh. uh, I know she's seen this guy before, and it, it makes her instantly mad. So let me describe this individual. Um, he's very, very pale, very pale. Um, red hair. Um, he has a red mohawk, uh, red beard, blue eyes. Mark Calloway. <laughs> um, who would you say no well, so i do not remember his real name because every time i pass by the tv and if i see him on or he comes up on something i get instantly angry because he's so pale with this red hair that just is always in this ridiculous mohawk so i call him dorito head dorito and head. i really do not know his real stage name but it would be Dorito Head. Dorito Head. Um, okay, good. Do you feel like if um, you were to touch the mohawk, your hands would become orange like Doritos? Yeah, like, but I couldn't get that close because I get so angry at how, like, it's just obnoxiously large and out of control. See, I think you can tame that down and still have the same effect without being obnoxious Dorito Head. Um, so this is good. This, I mean, this is from a person that doesn't watch wrestling. And that's instant heat right there. Like, you turn on the TV, you see that person, you're very upset for no reason. So, I mean, that, that's that's saying something the product. So, he um, did Doritos. So, Dennis, yeah, any guesses of who this individual might be? And I don't know who should be more embarrassed, her or myself, because I can name these guys. I think in mainstream, she's perfectly normal and no one's going to make fun of her. Uh, so. Yeah. So uh, as as nerdy as I am, and I'm doing that nerdy uh, glasses push up thing as I say this, Seamus. Okay. Seamus. It, yeah, it's Seamus. Um, yeah, I, right. Like I mean, we're, we're acting like she's the loser, but we're the losers here because we know all yeah. these people. Um, I think I got a couple more. So here, here's one. So not much to describe, but you know, some things give it away in this description right here. This uh, um, person he has like you know brownish blondish hair, kind of like. You know, styled kind of cool, right? Mm -hmm. um, holding a microphone in his hand. He's got, like, uh, tattoos on his one arm. Uh, he's wearing a scarf. Okay, you can't see that, but he's wearing a scarf around his neck. You see that? It kind of goes around and comes down. Yeah. Black scarf. He has, like, a vest on. He's holding a clipboard in his hand. Um, so that, that's what we got with this. Um, who would you say that guy's name is? This looks like a... He, he's Canadian. I'll give you that. He is Canadian. He's been around for a me. while. 
Um, nope, not helping me. Um, bon Jovi, like this is. Oh my! That, that is actually close because he is in a rock band. Like he 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 created his own rock band, but yeah, I could see where you think that would be Bon Jovi, kind of. Bon Jovi does WWE. I don't know. I have like I'm so lost. How about Other... like, how about um, Bon Jovi? <laughs> how about John Bovi? Like I mean, would yeah, you call him that? Yeah, sure. John Bovi. That All right, so work. she's she's gonna say John Bovi. Hmm. Superstar extraordinaire. Not bad. Not bad. That's a pretty good guess. Sadly, it's Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Yeah, never yeah, saw that that's, coming. That's, that's the list of Jericho in his hand. Now, I've seen an action figure in Target when I've walked by, but that's that's about it. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see. So this person, uh, this is going to be a quick description. Um, he has gold and black face paint um, all over his face and his head, ears, everything. He has like a, a onesie type leotard, long sleeves, gloves, everything all covered up. It's all gold and black. Uh, what would you call this person? First thing that comes to mind is Ant-Man. Like, Ant-Man. He just, like wow. maybe gold Ant-Man. Or gold like, Ant-Man? Yeah, gold Ant-Man. What You're... about like gold man? Like gold duster. Gold. 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 Man? Oh. gold. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What would you say? Let's have a final answer on his name. Gold. I liked Gold Ant Man because he kind of looks like an ant with this. I see. Yeah. The... I thing on his abs. I don't know. I just think it's so weird to paint your whole face like that, including your ears. But Ant Man, Gold Ant Man. Gold Ant Man. Yep. Okay. Final answer. Ding. Wow. Well, his, uh, you had it. Dennis has got the name right here. You had it. It was Gold Dust. Yeah, you, Seriously? You yeah. Said, like gold duster. I was like, what? <laughs> I was then, so I was so uh, proud of you for one second. Oh well, and then I quickly yeah. redeemed myself. <laughs> you redeemed yourself. I, I think we got uh, one, maybe a couple more. I did send you oh, two. Oh, here we go. I sent you two pictures, Pete. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. We'll, we'll pull them up. I think I got like two left right here. Um, so this individual right here, um, he looks muscular, right? He's got. Uh, a little bit of cuts on his face, kind of like a army type haircut. Uh, looks like a, a sword with brass knuckles um, attached to it, kind of like tattooed on his chest and stomach area. He's wearing it looks like uh, mixed martial art gloves. He has uh, shorts on, and uh, looks like a, a Jimmy John's logo on uh, one leg of his shorts. Um. Yeah, who would you say that is? Okay, so because I have watched MMA fighting, I am well aware that this beast of a man is Brock Lesnar. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, I, I thought know. I was really going to stump you on this one. Yep. Okay, that's good. That now. one I knew. All right, we got another one right here. Okay. I, I just I just clicked on it. All right, do you know this one right here? Yeah, okay. So, Dennis, I have to – he can't even give you the description because this is the heartbreaker of all heartbreakers. And I don't know why everybody boos him, and I get so emotional over it because he seems. <laughs> Your like, description, Dennis, is going to guess what it is. <laughs> he is the sweetest real life man that I've never met, John Cena. <laughs> and that's what uh, that's what we got there. Why, why don't you? So leave... she knows John Cena yeah. and Brock Lesnar, w- which those are two good building points. Yeah. Oh. So that that's what I've got. That's about the extent. I think um, we're should... going to do two more dance. Yeah. Two, two that. Um, 
Two that you sent. Two okay. that I sent. Yeah. So uh, this individual right here, uh, he's got uh, bleach blonde hair. It looks like uh, he's got a microphone in his hand that he's grasping. Looks like the microphone came down from the ceiling, it looks like. Um, and it looks like he's either singing it, singing in it or yelling in it. Uh, I mean, what, what would you... I've wrestled this individual before. Oh, that doesn't help. I, I know feel that. No, so no, bad. I, yeah, that's it. Um, what would you say his name is? Like, if I had to guess, and only based on his hair, not as an insult to him, but I would first thing that comes to mind is like washout, like bleach blonde, washout. He looks a little older, going for the mic, trying to get his point across. So I would call myself washout. Washout. Okay. I feel like that's not a powerful name if you're that guy, but okay. that's what comes to mind. So this guy's name is Ken Kennedy. They call him Mr. Kennedy. And right now he's probably saying Kennedy into the mic right now. No, I have no idea. Okay. Um, I think and the then last, last one. I think the last one will be that. fun. I think the last one will be fun for you guys. Yeah. So now these ones are like the two you sent me, not currently in the WWE classic um, i think one of them yeah, might even be dead classic, yeah yeah this this next guy um i'll let you know <laughs> <laughs> she's laughing <laughs> so um this individual is dressed pretty much like a um police officer yeah yeah it says sheriff's department badge where's um, where's the badge say he's from I'll try to cover up uh, the name tag that you sent i didn't think um, about sergeant uh, chevron stripes on his sleeve he's got a billy club um the aviator sunglasses and yeah who would you say this person's name is <laughs> hello mr officer let's go with um officer donuts officer donuts <laughs> wow is it because he's a little budgy yeah i mean what who doesn't like donuts uh, but i've never seen this guy yeah so this is and it it's set you see it right there what's that say um something man right Boss man? Boss man. Yeah, the big boss man. No, no idea. The big boss man, <laughs> right? Yeah. There so, we go. <laughs> that was uh, Boss man, officer donuts, whatever. So, I mean, you know, she got like two out of, I, I think I had six, plus you're, you know, and two I is eight. I kind of want to still give her gold dust, even though. Yeah, because she kind of yeah, said should. it. Yeah, and, you know, and, it's like those shows. Is you could say as many as you want, but as long as you say the correct one, you know, it, it, it kind of fits. And, so like three out of eight. You know, and is, the gold dust was so obscure that she could not have pulled it on accident. Like I don't, I know she didn't know. So for her to even trip over gold dust means she was trying. Yeah, gold duster. Yeah. I like that better. I'm not gonna lie, I was trying on all of these, but um, yeah, I'm really, really trying to give it a solid shot here <laughs> would you come could we get you to come back in a week or so and do wrestling moves oh <laughs> yes but um that will definitely be a comedy show because i still don't know anything more about wrestling i'm so sorry oh mrs destroyer um, it's already a comedy show <laughs> <laughs> no i'd be happy to we'll, we'll get we'll get some uh we'll get some good wrestling moves um for, for for next time. You Definitely. know what? If your fans actually want to ask about which moves they want to hear me describe, since I still have no clue about any of this, this is um, good. I'd be happy to take some input here. That's good. I think I really <laughs> right. like this. 
Dennis, there it is. So we could tweet that out before we do our next podcast, and then we could uh, we could do a quick rundown. Well, we'd... we could almost do like a like a like a lightning round, like like really quick. Like, what's hip toss? Go! Like first thing that pops in your mind. So we don't oh have to, like my gosh, drag yes. it out. We could like hit out like ten or fifteen of them really quick, and whatever pops through mind first. Can I can I officially say I am now the least popular person on my own podcast? Because <laughs> I feel like she's going to be a phenomenon. <laughs> She's going to blow up. You're P.D. Williams, and everybody will be like, Who, who's the guy that keeps talking? Hey, if, if she starts getting more bookings than me, then, then we're in trouble. There we go. All right. That was Ask the Destroyer's Wife. <laughs>